Greetings, everyone. I'm Dr. Marianne Mercer. Welcome to my Positive Life Answers podcast. I'm your podcast host and your self-improvement expert, Dr. Marianne Mercer. And please call me Dr. Mary, as many people do. I'm an author, speaker, psychologist by training, and co-creator of the patented intensive coaching method. I have worked successfully with hundreds of people over the years, along with a proven track record professionally and personally. So see more information in my bio in this podcast description. Welcome to episode 35, gratitude and journaling, solid reasons why you need to do both and how to do it. In my Positive Life Answers podcast, my goal is to help you transform the quality of your life and help you create the life you desire. The goal of this podcast is to help you make improvements and changes in practical and empowering ways. So let's create your best life ever. Thank you for joining me. Please remember to click that follow button and your download button on your podcast platform. And don't keep me a secret, please. Share with others that can benefit from listening to the messages of my podcast episodes. In my last podcast episode, number 35, we talked about ways to cope with the holidays. Importantly, we talked about developing what I called a new and improved holiday mindset. We talked about how and why holiday times are difficult, strategies not only to cope, but to resolve issues that come up, and changing your holiday mindset, and many more items within those lessons. So if you haven't listened to it yet, please help yourself and be great to yourself by listening to that podcast episode. If you haven't listened to it yet, please do to help you with the remaining year of holiday times and times to deal with similar challenges. So I felt that the topic of coping with the holidays was so important It was a topic some people brought up in their sessions with me. So I wanted to go with that so that can carry you from Thanksgiving all the way through the end of the year. So I thought coping and resolving issues along the holidays was a prerequisite for this episode that many people just skipped over and just went into gratitude for Thanksgiving. But I took a different route because I think the first step was coping with stress and drama during the holidays and resolving them. And that can lead you into today's issue of gratitude. So today, in today's podcast episode, we're going to talk about gratitude and journaling. They go hand in hand. Solid reasons why you need both of them in your life. Key points we'll talk about today will be the benefits of gratitude, lessons learned from an attitude of gratefulness and gratitude, breaking through your blocks to feeling thankful, and that's a biggie for a lot of people, and reasons why journaling helps you to be more calm, mindful, resilient, and break through your blocks to feeling gratefulness and gratitude. And I will show you the right and wrong ways to journal. Let's dive into, we have a lot to cover today, but it's going to be swift and it's going to be really practical. So let's talk about gratitude and research on gratitude. There are good reasons outside of Thanksgiving time to practice gratitude. Research as a psychologist and the American Psychological Association, which I'm a member of, has shown that gratitude can improve general well-being, increase your resilience, strengthen your relationships, and reduce stress and depression. Gratitude helps people refocus on what they have instead of what they lack. And that's important because as I've been teaching in these podcast episodes, and if you're new to just hearing about these messages, focusing on what you want, not what you don't want, is really important and key to your level of happiness. Gratitude helps people refocus on what they have instead of what they lack. Remember I taught you a key 
to happiness and optimism in your life is to focus on what you want and not what you don't want. So now in the research on gratitude, it also reinforces things that I've been teaching for many, many years. Let me give you some brief examples. Psychologist Dr. Emmons and Dr. McAuliffe of University of Miami and University of California did a lot of research on gratitude. In one study, they asked people to write a few sentences each week, focusing on particular topics. One group wrote about things they were grateful for that had occurred during the week, and the second group wrote about daily things that irritated them or they weren't very happy with. And the third wrote about events that had affected them, with no emphasis on being positive or negative, kind of in a neutral zone. And lo and behold, after 10 weeks, those who wrote about gratitude were more optimistic and felt better about their lives. They were happier. They also exercised more and they had fewer visits to doctors and physicians than those who focus on sources of aggravation. And as you know, the mind-body connection, tense mind, tense body, relax that mind. These are good ways to do it. Another leading researcher, and you probably have heard his name many, many times, Dr. Siegelman, a psychologist at the University of Pennsylvania, he tested the impact of various positive psychological interventions on people, each compared with a control group, a control assignment of writing about early memories. When their week's assignments was to write and deliver a letter of gratitude to someone who had never been properly thanked for his or her kindness, participants immediately showed a huge increase in their happiness scores. When they took these scoring happiness tests, their test scores went up and it just showed that they were happier. And that's all it really means. This impact was greater than from any other intervention with the benefits lasting for weeks and months. So let me boil that all down to you. Gratitude involves showing appreciation for the things in life that are meaningful or valuable to you. Taking a moment to notice and acknowledge the things you're grateful for each day can brighten your outlook, boost your mood, and help you feel more positive in the face of challenges or or difficult times in your life. And I wrote about that specifically in my book, my recent book, Bouncing Back from Difficult Times. And you can see that book on my website. Let me share with you easy ways to be grateful in everyday life. Simply say thank you to people you encounter who deserve it. Practicing gratitude requires a little slowing down long enough to notice some behavior that you should say thank you about. Practicing gratitude requires you taking a pause long enough to observe and see these situations that you can say thank you to. Let me give you an example. A recent vacation I was on, um, it was a cruise uh, to Alaska. My husband and I always, always said thank you to the waiter who was in charge of certain sections of the of the uh, boat or the ship's restaurant. So we ended up sitting there a lot because he was such a wonderful server and was very friendly. But every time he brought us beverages and then refilled them, we would look him in the eye and say thank you. And that was just, it didn't take much time. It was sincere. Later, after the um, cruise was ending, at the end of the cruise and staff members were saying goodbye to uh, passengers, he came up to us with his hand on his heart and he said, I want to thank you. And we said, no, we want to thank you. You made our dining experience so wonderful and pleasant. He said, no, I want to thank you. And he put his hand in his heart again and he said, you're one of the few people who would look at me, acknowledge my presence when I brought beverages or food to the table and say thank you to him. That made him feel good. And I'll tell you, 
that kind of feedback made my day as well. You know, use that as an example of how easy it is to say thank you to others, strangers, and then people in your life. In research for our book, Endless Love, Romance, and Passion, Secrets of Happy and Loving Couples, we found that some couples, a lot of couples, I should say, after they're been together for a while, they forget to say thank you to their spouse when they do something to help them. One of the things we teach and encourage uh, couples that come in for coaching is to say thank you to each other. And that little, little tweak in their everyday behavior towards each other made the other person feel appreciated. And that was a big key in mending their relationships. And the rest was easy to do with them. So take a pause in your day. Take a pause, a moment, a second, a minute. During transitions in the day, take a minute to think about what went well. This is a great exercise during work breaks, during times when the house is a little quiet or when you can just step into the other room and take a breath. Think about the things that went well that day and acknowledge them. And that is one simple way to start looking for examples of gratefulness in your life. Text or call a loved one and tell them something you appreciate about them. Or write a thank you note to a friend. A friend had us over to their house for a, it's like a casual dinner party. And my husband and I took one of our postcards that we have with our pictures on it that we use for public speaking seminars and speeches. And we wrote them a thank you note. And the reception on their end from it was amazing. They just drooled about how that made them feel special. When's the last time somebody wrote you a thank you note? Have you ever done that yourself? And a text doesn't matter anymore to most people. It's easy to make a text, but you can text thank you, but also people that are really important in your life, take a moment to send them a card. I always do, and you can ask them. I want you to start keeping a gratitude journal because journaling in general, but more specifically a gratitude journal, helps you overcome kind of the blocks or obstacles you might be feeling inside to feel gratitude. Some people just can't. Some people, gratitude comes naturally. You might already have a grateful disposition, which can lead you to look for and cherish the good in life. On the other hand, certain personality traits, outlooks, or moods can act as a barrier to being able to acknowledge and express gratitude or thankfulness to somebody. And here's some factors that fuel your negative outlook that blocks you from being grateful and thankful in your life. I think, number one, envy is the source of a block that will never let you see positive traits about somebody and help you feel thankful. If you desire another person's traits or possessions, you may feel unhappy. If your friend found more success in dating, or bitter that a coworker received promotion you believe you deserve. It's easy to become so wrapped up in envy that you overlook your own fortunes. This is some things we'll talk about with journaling. Stress, general stressors of everyday life can be so large that you have a hard time seeing the blessings around you and the blessings around people that are in your life. You might want to feel grateful for having a place to live. The stress of keeping up with bills is always at the forefront in your mind that can block seeing the goodness in life. And also if there's uh, some anxiety and depression in your life, it complicates that feeling. Depression is more complicated than just feeling sad. It involves a despair and hopeless sense that leaves you feeling fatigued, isolated, empty, and unable to look for the good in life. So you might want to imagine it as a veil that obscures all the positive aspects of your life. So here's how journaling can help you break through 
blocks, which I, I just mentioned a few. There's a lot of them. And let me just tell you a story. Um, in my teens, I began writing in what I called at the time, and most people called at that time, a diary. I found it like to be a friend where I can share my thoughts and feelings without judgment. Teen years are always a challenge for everyone, trying to figure out who they are and where they're heading in life. And writing in my diary became a habit. I would write on almost a daily basis. It was a way to sort out things that happened in my life along with my reactions and feelings. I did that at night before going to bed and found that it helped me really unwind and settle into a more peaceful sleep. I discovered this early in my life and just continued writing as I became an adult. Writing in my diary or journal helped me cope with challenges and difficulties so much that I started using this technique many, many years ago, early in my career as a psychologist. Recently, I moved and while I'm packing in one of the books that came from my cedar chest, I found my diary, one of my diaries, and I have not read it in many years. So one night I sat down and, and looked at my writing. It was amazing to read and observe the life through the eyes of a young teen. What a gift it was to experience. It made me laugh, it made me cry. It made me just feel in awe about the fresh eyes of a teenager and the possibilities of their future. And some of those things that I imagined as a teen for my life in the future actually did manifest. In my experience, personally and professionally, I believe that writing in a journal, as well as the serving the benefits of my clients and writing in their journals, creates a sense of hope and a sense of control in their lives. And I found that too. Journaling was a way to help me grow and heal emotionally and spiritually. Help me grow to be a stronger person, growing in my resilience and optimism in life. As a psychologist and researcher for my self-improvement books and self-help books, I discovered that writing in a journal helps create positive changes on the physical and the emotional, psychological, and spiritual level. And yes, there were benefits of writing in my journal and my clients too, and adding a section of what I labeled, what am I grateful for today, which I'll share next. And that contributed to my spiritual growth and mindfulness and resilience. So let me again, uh, in my research for my books and as a co intensive coaching co-creator, I found the benefits of journaling could be the following. Here's some ways journaling can help you. Um, let's see, number one, managing stress and worry. My research and research has shown that journaling reduces your stress and worry. Journaling helps individuals create more positive feelings and outlook on life. It can improve your level of happiness and optimism in life. Overall, negative thoughts and emotions can play havoc in our lives, making it difficult to find solutions to our problems and bouncing back from life's challenges, just as I wrote in my book, Bouncing Back from Difficult Times. Journaling can help you sort through your problems and discover their solutions. It helps you create a sense of optimism. As you know from my Spontaneous Optimism book, optimistic people feel more in control of their lives and find solutions to their problems. And I found that journaling helps them learn to take responsibility for their lives. So next, uh, number two, let's journaling helps create a sense of mindfulness. Journaling begins to help you focus on the here and now, or what I call presence. Other people have called it the present moment. When you journal and focus on what is happening today, the here and now, and your feelings and reactions, it can help you be present. This means you're not worrying about the past nor the future. You are here today in terms of life events, exploring your thoughts, feelings, and reactions. This is a huge benefit on journaling. We all know that clearing your mind 
and achieving a sense of presence and mindfulness has many benefits. Number three, it helps you bounce back and heal. Physically, journaling helps you improve your health. Journaling reduces your levels of worry and stress, and it's documented that stress and worry creates problems in your mental health, emotions, and health. Let me give you an example. Uh, Dr. Simonton, he wrote a book many years ago called Getting Well Again, and his research found that the more a person feels upset or stressed, the more likely the person will become ill. The longer the person feels emotionally upset, combining with pessimistic attitudes, the more susceptible the person is to major illnesses. A person's emotional stress level is determined by their attitude toward the possible stressful event. Negative events are not a stressful thing as we kind of carry them out to see. It's the person's perspective on the event that makes them more and more stressful. So overall, Dr. Simonson's work illustrates the importance of learning and using techniques to boost your level of happiness and optimism. And we write about that in detail in our book, Spontaneous Optimism, and you can see that on my website, positivelifeanswers.com. So doing so will help you improve your health. Journal your way to creating a sense of control over stress, problem solving about your worries. You will find yourself bouncing back from problems and staying healthier and happier. Journaling four, number four, also helps you create a vision for your life and achieve goals. And this is important as we start wrapping up this year, which we'll talk about a little more next time. Journaling helps you find what really matters in life. It can help you discover what you really want in life and what really matters to you. Asking yourself heartfelt questions where journaling is important. We'll go more into that. But briefly, while it's a good idea to journal about your day and feelings, take a step further by exploring what you're grateful for each day. Then ask yourself, what would I like to have in my life right now? What's important to me? And that is going to be some first steps that you'll hear about to helping you create your vision for your life. So you can move into creating a vision for your life as well as evaluating what you're doing and not doing to get yourself there. Journaling is concrete evidence to show you where you're at in this present moment. And that's important. Um, I've read journals from maybe a few years ago as I prepared to write books and so forth. And it is concrete evidence to show myself where my growth is, and that's what I have clients do as well. Journaling number five also builds your self-confidence. Self-compassion and gratitude is a major benefit from journaling. Self-compassion and gratitude is a benefit from journaling. I have found that discovering the power of gratitude in my daily routine of journaling was healing, and also for my clients. I discovered that while writing about the events of the day, my reactions and feelings only took me so far. So yes, there are benefits to writing in journals. Adding a suction on what I'm grateful for that day or what you're grateful for that day contributes to a sense of mindfulness and spiritual growth. And that's really important to remember. When you discover your vision and goals for yourself in journaling process, you become happier, more upbeat, optimistic. Process of journaling will help you sort out and find that you're making progress as you review what you write, and boost your mood and level of confidence. From this point, you will feel confident in handling challenges and problems. And number six, I think I would call this kind of freeing up emotions. So journaling helps you free up your emotions and thoughts to focus on others and also good things in your life. And this is where gratitude begins to take the seed of growth. And that's really important to hear. So journaling, sorting things out, making peace with stressors or people in your life 
is going to help you grow into the thankful and gratitude position, I think is the way to say it. As a psychologist and book author, I created ways to effectively journal. I found therapists often suggest keeping a journal in which you write down your feelings. However, my personal and professional experience shows that this sorts of journal writing is just a little too vague and not focused enough to help. So I suggest a little more concrete method to helping you and it proves helpful providing you a sense of direction. I have focused in my practice that journaling is important and that journaling by reflecting on your day along with your end focus on what you are grateful for each day has helped many people. And here's how to do it. In the evening or before going to bed, write in your journal. Each journal entry should list the following. And that's important. We'll get to that. But let me preface it by don't focus on nonstop complaining in your writing. That will not help you. A few episodes ago, we did a whole episode on how complaining is bad to be around with other people or yourself. And there's so much detail in that. Please give it a listen to. I don't want journaling to be another way to just nonstop complain and whine. I want you to focus on the following. Write about your day and write about your day's upbeat and positive events that had occurred and your day's negative events and keep it brief. So first, just think about your day, all the good things that happened and possibly the negative things that also occurred. And then actions you took that resulted in your day's positive events. And that part's easy. The next part is going to be a little challenge for you. Things you can do differently to get rid of some of the negative events that occurred in your life, in your day, and the negative outcomes. So what did you do? Just put your observer on. Don't critique yourself. And say, for instance, um, you know, your, your spouse, your partner got irritated with you. Well, just think about, did you cause that or did they? If you cause that, what can you do differently next time to get rid of a position in your emotions that contributed to a negative outcome and sour feelings with your partner? So that's just one example. Then lastly, write down things you're feeling grateful for. That's how you end your, your journaling. Look at your events of the day, the actions you took for good events, the things you did that could be different to get rid of the negative outcomes. And then Write about what you're grateful for, plus actions or events that contribute to you feeling grateful that you're alive. I recommend that you end your journal entry by focusing your thoughts on things or people that you're grateful for. Focus on gratefulness is an instant mood booster and instills hopefulness and inspiration in you. And psychological research shows that journal writing does that and reduces stress and increases happiness. So that is a lot. It is a good, easy way to take the steps to release the agony anchors that hold you back from developing a gratitude and thankful attitude. So today we covered the benefits of gratitude, lessons learned from gratitude, breaking through your blocks to feeling thankful, reasons journaling helps you feel more calm, mindful, resilient, and journaling about these issues, helping you break through your blocks to feeling grateful, and the right and wrong way to journal. So I'm so excited to teach you this today. We got through the holiday. You can even be thankful for that last episode. I know I am because I taught everyone ways to get through that first holiday, and you have more to go toward the end of the year. So be grateful for that information, and then take the next step to becoming more grateful and journaling your way to gratitude. So let me know how this lesson I'm teaching you today lands with you. 
any questions you may have about it, please feel free to email me, as some people do, at drmercer, that's D-R-M-E-R-C-E-R, at positivelifeanswers.com. You can also go to my positivelifeanswers.com website and use the Contact Us form, and I'll respond to your questions and comments. Don't forget to go to my website then and also sign up for the free, and I do mean free, no strings attached newsletter. Also, our online store is available for that, for our Spontaneous Optimism book and Bouncing Back from Difficult Times and Seekers of Happy and Loving Couples. They're all there for you. And some of them are not available on uh, big stores like Amazon. So if you're stuck and need more help on these topics, you can contact me about my unique patented intensive coaching sessions. So email me or use that contact us form to get a hold of me. Remember, until the end of the year, I'm offering a free 30-minute session for those who email me asking about my intentions coaching sessions. I will meet with you, answer your more of your questions, and give you a taste of what these sessions are all about and the packages you can invest in. So let me know if you're ready to take a leap in your path to changing and improving your life. A note to my listeners. This podcast aims to provide useful information to my listeners. It's published with the understanding that your host, Dr. Miriam Mercer, is not engaged in professional counseling or therapy through the comments and contents of this podcast. If you need professional help, such as counseling or therapy, then you're responsible for seeking the services of a competent professional. I suggest you call your local psychological state association or contact your primary care doctor for referral of therapists in your area. So thank you for listening. Make it a fantastic week. I look forward to hearing from you positively, Dr. Mary.